<gasps> well, what's this hiding behind the Christmas tree? It looks like bonus episodes of After Four with your name on it. You must have been on the nice list this year, alumni. That and we just had too many fantastic conversations to fit them into our normal episodes. Now the tag says that very little editing has been done, so they might sound a little rougher than normal, but we hope you enjoy them all the same. Thanks for all your support this season. We're looking forward to being back with you on January 24th for the beginning of Season 3. For now, though, enjoy your presence. Oh, look, this one's for you, alumni. That's great to hear, uh, John. I know we're both music uh, wannabes. Mm -hmm. Tell me, what is your most favorite rock and roll song of all time? Oh, my goodness. My most favorite rock and roll song of all time. That's a tough one. I don't know that this is actually my answer, but my knee-jerk response... Gosh, there's a couple that come to mind, actually. But I think the first thing that came to my mind, and it's funny because this is actually making fun of the genre, uh, but it's I Believe in a Thing Called Love by The Darkness. That song is so legit. Yeah. Uh, some amazing guitar solos in there. And it's funny when you find out that they were a band that was started to make fun of hair metal, and they, like just blew hair metal out of the water in, in the 2000s. I don't know if I knew late. that piece, that they oh, started yeah. to make fun of them. Yeah, totally a tongue-in-cheek band. Um, at least that's my understanding. I'll say maybe a more real answer would be Almost Anything by Queen. Uh, I mean, sure. We Will Rock You is legit. Yeah. So simple. Uh, and then once again, Brian May on that guitar solo at the end. Fantastic. Yeah. Love it. Who's a genius, by the way, right? Yes. Astrophysicist. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it, smart guy. Made his own guitars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not only did he play them, he made his own guitars. And my goodness, he's an ass. He's like dean of some astrophysics college. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's what it fact. says on their brochure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably the case. <laughs> astrophysics college, <laughs> <laughs> dean Brian May. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh that's gosh. Funny. So I'll throw one more in just for my take. Okay. Pearl Jam, Yellow Leadbetter. Yes. One oh, of my all-time totally. favorites. Yeah. Yes, if there's a song that makes me want to, like, learn to actually be good at the electric guitar, that's one of them. Yeah, great tunes. We could talk all day just about music. Oh, for sure. Great to get a, a little bit more of a glimpse into who John Steele is. That's who makes right. him tick. Yeah. But speak to the conferencing piece, because you you didn't meet your wife through a conference, but I, I remember a significant moment in your relationship was coming back from a spring break trip to St. Louis that we did years on end. Yep. Uh, both in the spring and the summer through one of our urban programs down there, City Lights. Shout out to Jerry and Sherry Chapeau if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but that was a monumental moment, I think, coming back oh, yeah. from, uh, you know, we spent 10 hours in the car going down there and going back. Yeah, that was huge. Uh, we, let's see here. I remember, so that was that was at the point where I was starting to think like, there's something, there's something interesting about this woman, Caitlin. And, you know, funny, funny thing is, is that when Caitlin and I first met, I actually was not a very big fan of hers. <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked about this. Maybe we didn't. I can't remember when she was on the podcast, but I, I didn't get, I did not understand her sense of humor. And so I really just thought she was mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she knows this. We've had many conversations about it. Um, but, um, but, uh, Anyways, at this point, I was actually getting to know her and kind of recognizing like, oh, okay, I understand. And you are a much deeper person than I, than I knew now that I'm actually getting to spend time with you and, uh, and somebody that we just aligned on many different things. And yeah, I knew that she had some sort of plans that felt like fairly 
not that important. I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe it was like some, it might've actually been some grandparents anniversary or something, which is, that's an important thing. But I just remember telling her like this spring break trip, this is life changing. Um, and you, I want to encourage you to reconsider going. And so she decided to go and we spent, yes, that trip all the way down, lots of joking around and stuff like that. I remember sitting next to each other, lots of different opportunities at, uh, you know, meals and things like that that were happening. There was a time during free time where a bunch of people went to this really well-known ice cream shop out there. I don't think it was Ted Drew's. Is there another one? The other place that we went to a lot was Crown Candy. Crown Candy, that's which it. Was Crown Candy. Both delicious ice cream and candy, but yes. a very historic a confectionary place. Yes. kind of. Yes. Phenomenal. So uh, we like decided not to go with everybody so that we could just like go on a walk together and sort of like debrief. It was mo- it was all just like debriefing what was happening that week, talking through what was happening that week. Uh, but but that was like huge. Uh, connecting on those places and the ways that we felt like we're being transformed in this trip. And then it was, and then it was the drive home for sure. That was like, okay, this has transitioned into much more kind of flirty joking around kind of stuff. And so that would have been what, like beginning of March probably is usually when MSU had their spring break, Minnesota state. Um, and it was, you know, a month later at most that we were dating and, and this was also at the time that I have applied for staff. They said, yes, we will hire you, but we need to figure out where you're going to work. And, you know, originally it was totally different campuses, Lacrosse and Winona, that they were going to let me do. Um, and I was about to say yes to Lacrosse. And Caitlin and I had talked through that whole thing of like, are we willing to jump into this? And then Steve goes to bat for me and says, I want John at Minnesota State. <laughs> And so they put Minnesota State on the table, which is where I wanted to be in the first place. So I said yes. And then the first conversation I had to have with our area director at the time was, hey, Paul, thanks for hiring me to work at Minnesota State. I just thought I should let you know that I have just started dating a student from Minnesota State. <laughs> and his the first words out of his mouth in that conversation were, oh. <laughs> Thankfully, he handled it really well. And uh, like... I felt like a partnership kind of walking through that together. It was really great, but yeah. So met Caitlin. I mean, I knew Caitlin from before, but that was where things really started moving kind of full steam ahead. And as any, you know, dim witted, uh, CSM like myself of which I am chief, you know, I'm pretty slow to catch <laughs> on to some things. I'll, I'll be first to admit, you know, I didn't realize what was happening that week. I don't think, I don't have any memory of you like skipping ice cream. And I think we had a fairly big group yeah, we had that good, spring, yeah, which was great, you know, good memories and stuff. So there's a lot of, a lot of people to kind of yeah. walk alongside. And you were doing actual it. staff work that week. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but I, you know, I, I didn't catch on. I just remember the end of, uh, our trip driving back like through the night. And that's the moment I remember like, boy, these, these two are sitting in the, you know, the driver's seat and the shotgun seat, the whole, whole ride home here and, and sitting in the middle seat and just realizing, Hmm, I think something's going on here. Something's happening. That's supposed to be my seat next to John. (laughs) Oopsie. Very jealous, very jealous, Caitlin, that you took John's shotgun seat, but in the end it works out. Now the, the four of us get to hang out well, not all the time because we have kids and lives and stuff. <laughs> That's but, right. But we do see each other. We do a lot. see each other at least a couple times a week. Whenever usually. we can. You know, and I think about the college experience and how often, you know, for those of us in InterVarsity, we may have had a phenomenal experience with great community and we loved it. And when that does end, all of a sudden you're sort of standing there saying, Whoa, 
what now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have that anymore. But I think of also, you know, beyond the experience piece, you know, the spiritual formation, you know, what happens with spiritual disciplines. And I think one of the, the cautions for those of us that have worked within a varsity is when we only emphasize the mission piece mm-hmm. or the focus on reaching the campus without the spiritual formation piece, without the spiritual disciplines, without that foundation. I think sometimes we see students uh, turn into alumni who have sort of abandoned their faith or walked away from their faith. And um, I wonder if you have any encouragement towards uh, just that process, that experience as well. Yes, uh, I think I, I agree that a faith that is totally built on being on mission is a faith that will just totally gas you and like can leave you fairly empty because you're just doing the thing all the time. Um, and you figure that we are we encounter a Jesus that says, like, you know, give me your burdens. <laughs> My yoke is easy. Uh, my burden is light and, you know, a, a faith that is totally built on being on mission is something that feels like, wow, it's all on me. I got to accomplish the mission here. Um, but, you know, we, we serve a God that wants to be intimately connected to us individually and communally. And um, this is where you've had you've had your training, at least to some extent of what it looks like to have regular rhythms in engaging with Jesus individually and communally. And it's going to look different because the flow of your life is different. The rhythm of your life is different outside of college. Um, but I encourage you don't feel like you must do the same thing in the same way after you graduate. Instead, take these pieces that you know are useful and beneficial, things like prayer. Bible study, retreats of silence. You know, you might've gotten to do that at a a chapter camp or something. Um, um, I mean, communal worship, these kinds of things that you know are good for you. They are still good for you after you graduate. Um, And you just have to find a new context, a new rhythm to do them in. And so keep trying, keep experimenting, finding the right time during the day to spend quiet time with Jesus and not putting pressure on yourself for like, okay, it's gotta be, I gotta spend a solid hour with Jesus every day before I, you know, for some of you, that might be the case doing it in the morning. For some of you, it might be like, no, when I get home from work, that's when I can actually decompress. I can sort of reflect back and prepare for tomorrow, like find a space that works, um, for all of these different disciplines and, connect to a church because that will help provide you some sort of regular structure as well. It's like your church probably meets every week on Sunday or on Saturday night. It probably has a small group that meets on whatever day of the week, every day. And those can be your regular blocks that sort of keep you locked into something consistent. And then in between those things, you're figuring out what do my personal rhythms look like? I've got this structure that can help help give me some stability. Now, what does it actually look like for for me to figure this out in my post-college life rhythms? So uh, yeah, I guess that that's, I guess that that, and and don't stop being on mission like, you know, don't throw one away for the other because the pendulum swings one way, it swings back the other way. And you get one that's totally just like gassing you in one direction and the other direction, it's just all about you. It's just all about me and my personal relationship with Jesus. It's like, no, it's not. (laughs) It's not all about that. Um, Like, yes, we get to have a personal relationship with Jesus and that's awesome. It's unique and it's really cool. But our, our relationship with Jesus is personal, uh, but it is also necessarily communal and being on mission is a part of that communal 
piece. So don't stop doing it, but just find a healthier balance of the two and do it in community. I mean, statistically, just thinking about the fact that we are in middle age portions of life here and we've been practicing these things for a while now. You know, I wonder if there is something that can be said to just the very simple task of continuing on and not giving up. Um, you know, so often we look at progression in life as sort of an achievement and, you know, all right, I've evolved, I've adapted, I've progressed. That's a great thing, which yeah. can be great in a lot of circumstances. But yet we live in the kingdom of God where, you know, I continue to progress, which means I realize my great need for Jesus even more, you know, not less. It's not me saying like, Jesus, I need you less now because I've progressed <laughs> so much. Right. Um, we continually live in that. So, you know, what would you say to someone who may be saying like, yeah, you're just talking about still doing these simple practices and it's not actually going to work out. But as someone who's sitting in middle-aged hood, middle-aged them, you know, <laughs> what would you say in terms of like how those practices, how spiritual practices have really formed you and um, really provided you with that foundation, you know, from your Christian schooling all the way up to now. I mean, what a blessing that you did have that Christian schooling for so long that really started a good foundation in your life. But, you know, is there something to the middle-aged piece that you're like, no, you need to keep doing this because, you know, X, Y, and Z will happen in life. And here's why we should continue. Yeah. This feels like maybe some of the foolishness of Jesus, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, that Paul talks about in first Corinthians chapter one, chapter two, I can't remember. You know, we, you know, we live in a culture that, and, and I think maybe, maybe in a world, not just in a culture, but in a world that like things are not right unless things are not happening correctly, unless we're moving up and to the right. Like it always has to be up and to the right. Um, and because that's, you know, that's progress forward in time and it's progress upward in achievement, quality, whatever it might be. And, and I just don't think that that's reality all the time that I think sometimes it is just, it's, it is, you know, you even say something, I even say something like maintenance, it is maintenance, it's maintaining. And that just sounds like, well, I'm just doing the bare minimum to get by. It's like, no, it is about a, um, is about commitment to moving in the same direction. Um, what is it? A long, a long obedience in the same direction or something like that. Who is it said that Dallas Willard or I can't remember. Eugene Some, Peterson. Eugene Peterson. That I, I probably should include that anyways. Either way. I mean, it is, it is this commitment to, I, man, yeah, this commitment to moving forward. I, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which Christ has called me heavenward. And like Paul isn't, like running part of a race and then jumping over here and running a different race and then running a different, like he is straining towards the same goal. Like he talks about this, like I am, I haven't achieved it yet. I'm still moving forward. I'm straining towards this prize. And I want to encourage you to keep doing the same thing. And like, to me, that sounds like I'm moving in the same direction. Like I'm doing the same things to keep pursuing this goal. And there is something to be said for, you don't have to find the, the newest, the newest, this is the bright, shiny, newest spiritual discipline out there. This is the thing that's going to connect you to Jesus. And I mean, it's like, what's the example that Jesus sets? Like he gets up and he spends time praying. Like 
there's it seems to me like there's very little as far as mind-blowing spiritual disciplines that Jesus sets an example for. Like we see him fasting in the desert. We see him getting up to pray, spending time with his father. We see him hanging out with other people, like with these disciples and to the people in the towns that he's going to visit. We see him eating with people. Like one of, I think one of the most mind blowing things for me that I've been here, I'm saying it's not this mind blowing new thing, but it's not new. It's just a new perspective on the same thing is that I, I really think that even things like sitting around a table with other, with other like people in, in my Christian community and sharing stories about life and enjoying food together and praying together like that that is a spiritual discipline and that that is part of me becoming more like Jesus and like that I, th- I just think it's so much simpler than we often make it out to be and that continuing to do these things even if it doesn't feel like it's moving us up and to the right like this is stuff that is helping us for the long haul that it's probably this much slower steady um it can just feel like the same thing but when you look backwards you're like oh wow actually i know stuff i didn't know 10 years ago Uh, i i have met jesus in ways that i hadn't met him 10 years ago i'd forgotten about that because every day kind of feels the same in my spiritual disciplines you know but that's you know that is discipline discipline is being consistent and doing this thing over and over and over and over again so that it becomes second nature, praying without ceasing. And like there there isn't there isn't some, you know, part two to the Bible <laughs> we've got like that you get to that you get to upgrade to. It's like, no, this is it. Like, read this thing. Because we serve an infinite God. We are finite creatures, but we serve an infinite God. And so we can keep learning stuff from these same practices from these same passages if we commit ourselves to getting to know them it's just like it's just like being married to my wife it's just like being a friend being friends with you it's like our because we are committed to our friendship we keep learning new things about each other we keep having new experiences we have these great high moments we have these moments where we get mad at each other we have to like sort it out and we move forward but it's not like um okay i had my steve friendship and now i get to upgrade to my next friendship uh, i had my caitlin marriage and now i get to upgrade to my next better marriage from here because i did this one enough i did this one right now i've graduated um uh, like, no, it's, it's a commitment to the same friendship, a commitment to the same relationship and experiencing the life that's around us as we do those things. And I think it's the same with this long, lifelong commitment to these same spiritual disciplines, uh, because we, we just grow deeper in relationship with Jesus as we do the same things over and over again. It's, it's so sad and maybe a little bit funny in some circumstances, just thinking about how that fingerprint is all over the world, culture, societies, you know, just in terms of the upgrading piece, the, you know, I'm progressing, I'm moving on to something else. And you just wonder if like, man, so much of uh, the key to this is consistency, like you're saying, and just a long obedience in that same direction as well. I, I do wonder, you know, so I'm just thinking about our alumni here mm-hmm. and thinking of when folks graduate. I was just talking to a a recent grad a year plus, two years out and, you know, had a similar experience, just sort of like, 
wow, life really threw him for a loop beyond college. And he's doing well now, but went through those transitions of some really hard difficulties as well. And it's kind of that reminder just to like keep on doing the things. If you had a good spiritual discipline practice, a good spiritual formation experience in college, keep doing those things. You know, if you did not, it's not too late. You can still develop those habits and those good practices that will help you. Um, so we're not saying, you know, if you didn't have that too bad, so sad you missed out and then you've got to move on. Like you can still develop that. You know, in the the university staff community, maybe in smaller circles, especially, we've said like we we try not to make big decisions in tumultuous seasons or <laughs> yeah. like where we're really tired, right? So yeah. it makes sense that you would think when you're graduating from college, you're experiencing a lot of trans transition and a lot of transformation probably happening as well. Like hold on to those disciplines, mm -hmm. keep doing those simple practices uh, that brought you flourishing in college. Like why change? Why look for the 2.0? Yeah. You know, why look for the upgraded model? You know what works. Continue to do it well and keep doing it for your whole life. But really in this season, you really need those things right now. Yeah, 100%. Thanks for joining us for this special bonus episode. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, please subscribe, rate and review, and share with all the other alumni, boys and girls. Because Santa will know if you don't. Too far? Okay. Well, thanks for listening, and I will see you after the new year, alumni. Okay, well... John, this has been great. Hearing a little bit about your... <laughs> that was an eye roll. You just eye rolled at me. <laughs> I didn't eye roll. I didn't mean to. It looked to. like you were eye rolling. <laughs> well, either way. And it's just... I'm just reminded... <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, sneeze. <laughs> I'm just yawning. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just super bored. <laughs> I'm trying to speed this up. Oh, you keep... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh, he just goes on and on. <laughs> Each word more useless than the next. Oh, man. Thank goodness I'm only a guest once. <laughs> you talk so much. That was all That was all just for humorous purposes <laughs> after I caught myself in the midst of a medical moment. <laughs> um, Don't know what you were saying now, though. Because I was never listening. It's awesome. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, live would be tough. Live would be tough.